0: Bismillah wa alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh We begin by placing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Seeking his divine aid, seeking his assistance We must say if Allah azawajal guides, then can miskai We must say if Allah azawajal miskai, then can guide I be with this and is right to be worshipped, to accept Allah azawajal alone Without any part, and I testify that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the final Prophet and Messenger. In the verse which preceded, we mentioned that Allah as well mentioned in verse one Allah Azrael well reminding us and saying, and remember when Ibrahim said, my Lord, make this a city of peace and provide its people with fruits. Those amongst them who believe in Allah Azawajal and the last day, Allah well said, as for those who disbelieve, I will grant them an enjoyment for a short period, but then I will drive them towards the punishment of the fire and what a miserable journey's end. So in this verse we mentioned, that Nabi Ibrahim, he learned the lesson immediately. When he asked Allah Azza Jalla to bless his progeny and cause his progeny to be increasing blessings, Allah as well said, that my covenant will not extend to the transgressors. So the lesson we take from this verse is immediately, Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, he learns the lesson. And that is at ta'addub ma Allah. That we have the correct mannerisms and etiquettes with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's in this verse Nabi Ibrahim, he supplicates to Allah Azza to make Makkah a city of amun, a city of peace and security. And we see that the same peace and security it is experienced up until this very day. And it will exist up until Allah Azza inherits the earth and that which is upon it. The second du'a Nabi Ibrahim makes is, he says and sustain its inhabitants with fruits. And here Nabi Ibrahim, he only restricts يعني, the risk to, to the people who dwell in Makkah, the believers. Man minhum billahi wal and this is a lesson which he learns. Since he restricts the risk and the blessings of Allah Azawajal only to Allah's sincere servants. But Allah says wa man kafara As for those whom disbelieve, I will grant them an enjoyment for a short while. That is Allah Azawajal is the provider of all of the creation. And Allah Azawajal sustains all of the creation, the Muslims amongst Him and the kuffar, despite their transgressions. Despite the fact that they attribute to Allah Azzawajal, he has a son, and they do not give Allah Azzawajal his rights. Allah Azzawajal still sustains His servants. But Allah says, I will grant them an enjoyment for a short period of time. Then I will drive them towards the punishment of the fire. And what a hapless journey's end. Verse 127, Allah Azzawajal says, وَإِذْ one twenty seven Allah just says and remember when Ibrahim and Ismail raised the walls of the house meaning they built up the Kaaba saying رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ What was the dua? Oh, Our Lord accept from us this effort, indeed, you are the as you are the all-hearing, al-alim, the all-knowing. So, Allah ajal mentions to us in this verse is that remember when Ibrahim and Ismail, when they were building the walls of the house from the foundation upwards, and how they persisted in this great task, with an attitude of both fear and hope. With an attitude of both fear and they were between choth and tom. They were between khulf and tom. And the first question we need to ask is, who commanded them to erect this house? Allah Azza wa commanded them to erect this house. So it's a direct command from Allah Azza wa What do they do with the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? They obey. They obey it and they execute this command. They obey it and they execute this command. So if Allah as command you with something and you execute this, is it expected that this action will be accepted? Certainly, type. But yet, Nabi Ibrahim and Nabi Ismail is still between Khauf, fear, and Tom. Fear and hope. Fear that it, perhaps it might not be accepted, but also they have the hope. And this is what we learn from this verse. In our times it's different. In our times, we do no action and expect acceptance. Or we do actions which is not established in our religion and in our deen, and we ex- expect Allah Azawajal to accept those deeds. So firstly, we need to follow that which Allah Azrael commands us with. We need to execute it the way subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased for us to execute our deeds, and then we should hope for acceptance. And we learn this from this verse, where they said, Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka alim mm-hmm. A du'a which the believers supplicate with up until this very day. Oh, our Lord, accept from us. Indeed, you are the all-seer, the all knower Allah wa mentions, laka wa min laka wa arina rahim. Nabi Ibrahim follows this up with another dua after the completion of the building of the Kaaba. And he says, Rabbana. And when we hear this term Rabbana, we'll tr- we translate it as our Lord. So what should come to mind is that Allah Azzawajal is the Khaliq, he is the Creator, he is the Malik, he is the Owner, he is the Mudabbir, he is the one who controls the affairs of his creation, and he is the one who, in whose hand lies all benefit, and in whose hands lies all harm. So when we use this term Rabbana in our dua, this should come to mind. And perhaps we mentioned previously the secret behind why the Anbiya alayhi Salatu Wasalam supplicate and the supplications open by way of this name of Allah wajal. because by way of affirmation of this name of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala, we believe that Allah wajal can grant us whatever we ask for and also avert from us whatever evil there is and this is all-inclusive of this name Rabbana so they mentioned Rabbana Waja muslimayni lak Rabbana O oh Allah make us both Muslims submitting to you wa min dhurriyatina and of our descendants ummatan muslimatan lak and from our descendants make a believing nation وَأَرِنَا مَنَاسِكَنَا And show us our manasik. alayna And accept our repentance. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الرَّحِيمُ For indeed you are Tawab The one who always accepts repentance. And you are al Rahim. And you are al Rahim. So, Nabi Ibrahim makes a dua to Allah Azawajal to cause his offspring to be Muslim. And this shows and signifies the humility of Nabi Ibrahim. The humility which is found in the art and his submission to Allah Wajal. And this humility and submission, it is reflective in outward behavior. So this is the du'a he's making. He's asking Allah to grant him humility. Humility which is found in the art and this causes submission to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'Ala and it is reflected in outward behavior. This, in essence, is one definition of Islam. So he's making this tu'afu himself and his offspring. And then he says, manasikana, and teach us our rituals, and teach us our rituals. And this is Yani, more eloquent than saying, simply teach us. He's saying, Arina, show us. Show us our rituals. That means show us and demonstrate them before us so that we can see them. Because seeing is more effective for the purpose of learning. And this here is a turukutadris. Tadris. This is a method of teaching. That to show someone how to do an action, it is better than simply explaining the theory behind it. That's why we see many times in the Sunnah of the Prophet he physically showed the companions how to establish worship. Turuk. Taraqaf, turuk. Taib. So, what we see from this is, in the Quran, and in the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu it teaches us teaching methods. Because indeed the Prophet said, Alaihi Wasallam said, he said I was only sent as a teacher So when we look at the Sunnah of the Prophet We find very effective teaching methods Methods which benefit the student immensely So this is the dua that Nabi Ibrahim makes He says Wa arina Show us our rituals Taib And this is more effective for the purpose of learning And it may be that what is meant by rituals over here Is all the actions of hajj it is all the actions of ha- Hajj as is indicated by the context and story. <laughs> okay, please ensure the mic sound mute please. So in the context of these verses, why does this relate to the rituals, yani, of hajj? Because all of the previous verses was talking about Nabi Ibrahim that he supplicated to Allah Azza to make Bakkah a place of safety. That Allah Azza commanded him to erect the house. So wa arina manasikana Here it means that teach us all the rituals of hajj as is indicated by the context and story. Or it may be that the meaning is more general than that. Because manasik means rituals and rituals re- usually relate to hajj and umrah but Sheikh Abdul rahman says here yeah, it could be more general than that he says it could refer to all of islam and all acts of worship so Wa arina manasikana, show us our rituals it could take the meaning of show us how to worship you it could mean show us how to worship you Allah azawajal. as as in indicated by the general meaning of the word Nusuk of the word Nusuk which originally means Ibadah Nusuk originally means Ibadah but came to be used primarily in reference to the acts of worship performed during Hajj this what they meant by this application, was to be guided and enabled to acquire beneficial knowledge and to do righteous deeds so this is a Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one who is expected to attain, yani, correct guidance. But yet he makes dua to Allah Azza wa to show him the path to guidance and how to worship Allah Azza wa Wa Show us our rituals, meaning show us how to worship you. Guide us towards attaining beneficial knowledge and establishing righteous actions. Because this is truly pleasing to Allah Azza wa The mere acquisition of knowledge without action is not beneficial. The mere acquisition of knowledge without action is not beneficial. And action without knowledge is not beneficial. So the coming together of these two elements, which is beneficial knowledge and righteous actions, This, in essence, is beneficial for the abd. So, Nabi Ibrahim says, Show us our rituals. Show us our rituals. As it is the case that human beings, no matter how hard they try, they will always fall short and need to repent. And this is the natural intrinsic way a believer should be. That no matter how much he strives, no matter how much effort he does, he always feels that he falls short. He always feels that he falls short. And for this reason, Nabi Ibrahim Ismail makes a dua. And they say, alaina inna rahim. He says, accept and accept our repentance, for indeed you are the, are the acceptor of repentance, the most merciful. And attawab is a name from amongst the names of Allah Azza wa Jal, which is indicative of the fact that Allah Azza wa he always forgives and Allah Jalla constantly forgives and this name of Allah Jalla, it is on the scale in Arabic language which is Fa'al and Fa'al it gives the meaning of Mubalagha it gives the meaning of يعني, excessiveness so Allah Jalla always forgives he constantly forgives and if Allah Azzawajal always forgives And constantly forgives What does that mean On the part of the abd? Ya yeah, Musa, what does that mean On the part of the abd? If Allah Azzawajal always forgives That means that um, The forgiveness is. I mean, we can always turn to Allah For forgiveness once we have, Mubtaz, That we benefit from the name Yes. But in order to attain The benefit of this name It means You must always be falling into sin since Allah always forgives that means his servants always fall short and always commit sins and this is true as the Prophet teaches us he says each and every single son of Adam, Kullu ibni Adam wa that each and every single son of Adam commits mistakes and makes sins but the best of those who commit sins is the tawwabun Is the one who is the ones who always turn in repentance to Allah. They always turn into repentance to the one who always accepts repentance, the Tawabun. So, a believer who knows this name of Allah Azza wa Jal, he never ever despairs of the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal. No matter how great his sin is, the mercy and the forgiveness and the accepting of his repentance. Allahu Akbar. Allah Jalla is greater than his sin, whether it be major or minor. And Allah says, alaina anta And accept, yani, our repentance, indeed you are the accept of repentance, the most merciful, a powerful dua recorded in the book of Allah Jalla, made by Khalilur Rahman, made by the intimate friend of Allah Jalla. Allah Azza wa then says in the verse which follows Another supplication from Nabi Ibrahim alayhi Rabbana The next to Nabi Ibrahim makes in verse one twenty nine he says and we mention what calling out to Allah Azza by way of this name means. وَبَأَثْ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا Send to them a messenger, منهم, from amongst them. Yatlu عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِكَ Who recites upon them your verses. وَيُعَلِّمُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ And he teaches them the book and the hikmah. وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ And he purifies them. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ the next du'a Nabi Ibrahim makes is the du'a we just mentioned. So, رَبَّنَا رَسُولًا O oh Allah, our Rabb sent to them a messenger from amongst them. That is, to all our descendants. And we know, that all of the prophets which come after Nabi Ibrahim, it comes from the lineage of Nabi Ibrahim. From his two sons, Ismail and Ishaq. From Ishaq, all of the descendants who come from him is known as the Bani Israel. And the only prophet who come from the descendants of Ismail is which prophet? Muhammad sal-salam. Musa comes from the lineage of Ishaq. Taib, Ishaq. And the only prophet who come from Ismail, it is the prophet Muhammad sal-salam. And this alone is a great Fadl, a great bounty which Allah Azzawajal gave Nabi Ibrahim. That all the prophets which come after him, it comes from his lineage. So he says, O oh our Lord, send to them a messenger from amongst them, that is to all our descendants, so as to increase them in status and so that they will know him properly and follow him. That this prophet will make clear to them the way which leads to Allah Azzawajal. and by way of this methodology they will know Allah Azzawajal Correctly and they will follow this messenger. Yatlu ayatika. What will the role of this messenger be? He will recite your revelations to them. This means tilawatan hifzan, that he will teach them how to recite the book, he will recite it upon them, and he will also teach them to memorize it and preserve what is contained in it. He will recite your revelations to them. وَيُعَلِّمُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ And teach them the meanings contained in it. Taibi will teach them the meanings contained in it. And the Mufassirun say Al-Kitab, what is meant here by Al-Kitab it is? The Qur'an. And what is meant here by Al-Hikmah, it is the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It is the Sunnah of the Prophet So there's many verses in the Book of Allah for the one who understands the book of Allah Azawajal, as it ought to be understood based upon the understanding of the Messenger of Allah والسلام, his Sahaba and those who follow them in righteousness from amongst the great ta'imah of this Deen there are many inverse verses in the Quran which implicitly encourage us to follow the sunnah as well so those people who claim to be Qur'ani they claim to only adhere to that which is in the Quran. And they say, we find no teachings in the Quran which talks about the Sunnah of the Prophet We say, your approach to the Quran, it is based upon an ignorant approach. And you yourself are ignorant of the words which the book of Allah contains. And many a time the people who have this approach, they are very, very weak in the understanding of islam but they are also very, very weak in the understanding of the Arabic language. So, there is consensus amongst the ulama of tafsir that what is meant by the book, it is the Qur'an. And what is meant by the hikmah, which translates as wisdom, it is the sunnah of the Prophet So this is the role of the messenger. He decides upon them the revelations, and secondly, he teaches them the book and the wisdom, the Qur'an and the sunnah thirdly why you and he purifies them he purifies them by guiding them to do righteous deeds and to rid themselves of evil deeds because of which the soul cannot be purified unless one rids oneself of them so the first benefit we derive from this verse is that following the teachings of the quran in the sunnah and adhering to the quran in the sunnah it is sufficient in order to attain Tazkiyah to Nafs. Why you zakihim him from the word tazkiya? He purifies them. By way of, what does he purify them? He purifies them by way of the Quran and the Sunnah. So the believer who clings to the Quran and the Sunnah and he follows the basic teachings contained therein, naturally he attains purification of the soul. Okay. Naturally he attains purification of the soul. And purification of the soul is not something mystical. It's not something which is mystical, that you need to adopt a spiritual path. Take pledge, pay a from a sheikh, and then follow the teachings of the tariqah. In fact, this is all innovations in the religion of al-Islam. Sufficient for us as tazkiyah is to adhere to the Book of Allah and the sunnah of the Prophet the second benefit we derive from this verse, wa him by guiding them to do righteous deeds and rid themselves of evil deeds. And the scholars derive from this a qaidah with regards to purification of the soul. And that kaidah is a qabla tahliya. a qabla tahliya. This means tahliya means removal of bad traits. Removal of bad traits. Tahlia is adornment. So the Tahlia is removing from yourself all those things which corrupt the soul, such as sins, such as hasad, such as having enmity for your Muslim brother or Muslim sister. This is the first step that you first remove yani, the harmful traits that bring down the soul and thereafter you adorn it with righteous deeds if we do it in the reverse we won't attain purification of the soul give an example if we have a car and the car the body is rusted are we simply going to just refurbish this car by spraying over the rusted parts no. we first came to fix that which needs to be fixed and then thereafter we will spray it this is the concept of Takhliya removing, Yani harmful things And then adorning it And this is how to nafs Is attained Nabi Ibrahim then says awesome. And then he says For indeed you are the Almighty Indeed you are the Almighty That is The subduer of all things Whose power none can resist the most wise, you are the most wise. You are the most wise, who means you put things in the right place, and this, in essence, is hikmah. Hikma is wad ushay fi mahallihi. Hikmah is placing something in its respective place. This, in essence, is wisdom, which a lot of us do not possess. Because hikmah, it's a great hiba and mina from Allah. Hikmah, it is a great gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah says, Allah says that whosoever whoever is given wisdom, then he has given, been given a great abundance of good. So not every person has wisdom. Some people have knowledge, but they lack wisdom. When Allah Azza wa gives you wisdom, this is a gift from Allah Azza wa that He gives to whomsoever He wishes. That's why Nabi Luqman, as some scholars say, was a prophet. He was known as Luqman al-Hakim. Luqman, the wise, Luqman the wise. So Allah is the most wise. Yani he puts everything in its respective place. So Nabi Ibrahim is saying, I implore you by your izzah, by your glory and your might, and by your wisdom, to send amongst them a messenger. And Allah Azza Azzawajal, He responded to the supplication of Nabi Ibrahim salam. Because which prophet, which prophet came about as a result of the dua of Nabi Ibrahim? Which prophet fits this description? That Nabi Ibrahim says, Rabbana wa ba'athfim rasula," O Rabb, send amongst them a messenger. Yatlu alayhim ayatika. He decides to them your verses and he teaches them the book and the sunnah. Which prophet fits this profile? Nabi Muhammad. So this du'a of the prophet. Ibrahim, it is accepted by Allah Azza wa Allah Azza wa sent the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi to this ummah, to this ummah, and for this reason, the Prophet والسلام, said, in the hadith reported by Ibn Kathir and authenticated by him, he says that I am the answer to the prayer of my father Ibrahim the Prophet also, sallam, described himself as being the da'wah, that he is the accepted supplication of his father, Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalaam. Taib, so since Allah Azza wa showed this great respect to Ibrahim, and told us of his perfect qualities, that Allah Azza wa made him an Imam, and that Allah Azza wa would accept his supplications, in the verse which follows, Allah Azza wa Jalla then said, "وَمَن يَرْغَبُ أَنْ مِلَّةِ مِلَّةِ وَمَن يَرْغَبُ أَنْ مِلَّةِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ إِلَّا مَن سَفِهَ نَفْسَهُ وَلَقَدِ اسْتَفْوِينَ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ" Allah Jalla said, "And who turns away from the religion of Ibrahim, but one who debases himself with folly? He debases himself with." Yani foolishness. وَلَقَدْ We chose him in this world. وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ And in the year after, he will be amongst the righteous. So Nabi Ibrahim is blessed فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ and none turns away from the مِلَّةِ the religion the aqidah the creed of Nabi Ibrahim except the one who debases himself with foolishness. So that is, Allah says, no one turns away from the religion of Ibrahim after knowing who Nabi Ibrahim is and all the virtues which Allah Azrael gave him except the one who debases himself with foolishness. That is, by way of this turning away, he transgresses against himself and humiliates himself accepting for himself that which is inferior. So he leaves that which is superior for that which is is inferior. And he sold his soul for a cheap price. By the same token, there is no one who is wiser or more mature than the one who follows the religion of Ibrahim. There is no one who is wiser and more mature than the one who follows the religion of Ibrahim. Since Allah says, that there is no one who is more ignorant than the one who turns away from the creed of Nabi Ibrahim. So if this is the case with regards to those who turn away from the creed, aqeedah of Nabi Ibrahim, then the one who follows it is the one who is wiser and more mature. Then Allah wa well tells us of Ibrahim's status in this world and the year after. Allah says, وَلَقَدْ فِي Indeed, we chose him in this world. That is, we selected him, and we guided him by virtue of which he became one of the chosen and truly good slaves of Allah. We chose him in this world and in the year after, he will be amongst the righteous. Meaning that Nabi Ibrahim in the year after, he'll be the righteous, of those whose righteousness caused them to attain a high status. In fact, the highest status. In fact, the highest status. In the verse which follows, Allah Azza wa Jalla gives Nabi Ibrahim a command and Allah says, إِذْ قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ قَالَ أَسْلَمْتُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Allah then says, and remember, when his Rabb said to him, Submit. Aslim. What did Nabi Ibrahim respond with? He said, qala aslamtu li Rabbil Alameen. He said, in obedience to Allah Azul's command, he said, I submit to the Lord of the Alameen. They translate Alameen as worlds. But Alameen means each and every single thing besides Allah Jalla. Everything which is in existence besides Allah Azza wa Jal is an alam. Each and every single thing besides Allah Azza wa Jal is an alam. So I submit to the Rabb of the world, meaning absolutely everything in existence. With sincerity, affirming his oneness out of love for him and turning to him. So Tawheed became the defining characteristic of Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. He is known as Abul Ambiya. He's He is known as the father of all the prophets. And all the prophets, they came with the same message. They are brothers. F- Ikhwatul They are brothers, they are brothers from the same lineage on the side of the fathers. Ummahatum shatta. Their mothers are different. Wa But the religion was one. And that is Tawhid. And this was the defining characteristic of Nabi Ibrahim He then passed down this legacy of pure Tawheed, pure monotheism, to his descendants, enjoining it upon them and leaving it as a word to endure amongst those who came after him, that they may turn back. This it was handed down from one to another until it reached Ya'qub who enjoined it upon his sons. So this became the defining characteristic of Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam, who in turn passed it down to his sons. And from his sons was Ishaq. And Ishaq had a son who was Ya'qub. And Ya'qub had a son who was Yusuf. And Yusuf had, ya'ani, 11 brothers. Yusuf had 11 brothers, and these brothers, they form the Bani Israel. So, if Tawheed was the legacy of Ibrahim, and Nabi Ibrahim gave this wasiya, this legacy and advice, he gave it to his sons, what should the creed be of the Bani Israel? Islam. Hmm? Islam. It should be Islam. It should be Tawheed. And Allah Azza wa He affirms this in the verses which follow. So, we'll end, inshallah on verse number 132 and be even I'll pick up from here fi ma ba'd takfi bi hadha wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik assalamu alaykum wa ta'ala wa barakatuhu